probably the least expensive and most effective way to do it, to do any marketing is social media. You can go on there for free and you can put a post up about a job you just did. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. The podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Today, I'm joined by Josh Foreman from Air Handlers, and we're going to talk about different ways that you can effectively market your business and get word of mouth referrals. So Josh, uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about Air Handlers? Well, I'm Josh Foreman, and I am the uh, vice president of sales at Air Handlers, which is a big word for being the son of the owner. And um, <laughs> and uh, so we're a small family business, heating and air conditioning, primarily residential uh, in Hampton Roads. So we service Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, um, mostly, uh, a little bit of Suffolk area. Been in business since 1986. Dad started the company with a partner and then eventually uh, took it over by himself. And he ran as a one-man show for many years. And then I came on board in um, early 2000s, I think 2002. And uh, I've been here ever since and went through, you know, the whole process of being a helper, an installer, a service technician. Uh, and then I became a service technician and a salesman. And now I do most, probably 95% of the sales for the company, uh, project manage the installs. And then we all sort of, as a team, work on the marketing um, aspect of what we do. I, I am involved in networking groups, which is the big way that I handle it. And then we, I do a little bit of the Facebook stuff. Awesome. So it started as a one-man show back uh, about 30 years ago. How many, how many people are with the company right now? Currently, we are 10 and um, probably adding one to two going into the summer. Okay, nice. So what... So what have been some, I guess, some of the challenges that you all have faced, you know, when growing the business over the years? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges for a small company, like a lot, like a lot of the guys that start plumbing and heating and air and painting or whatever uh, type of companies, um, you know, they usually are workers. They're usually the, probably the best guy on the crew. Um, they're really good at their craft and they're probably have no idea about business really. You know, they understand that they got to charge a price to do a job and, and try to make money. But I think the biggest learning, the biggest curve for us has been expanding from that small one man, two man operation to be able to be presentable and competitive with the biggest companies out there in our area. Um, and learning how to adjust and change the way you operate the back end of the business essentially. Um, to go from, you know, to, to go from being the one or two man show that have their hand on everything uh, to being someone who needs man, you know, you need managers, you need somebody to, to run your jobs and you got to rely on people to do that. That was a big hurdle. Uh, and then probably pricing, like figuring out how to price and how to be profitable. Yeah. Hmm. So you said you handle all sales. Um, do you, do you also do any, uh, any install stuff still or just sales if, now? Yeah, if I have to. <laughs> okay. Um, it's pretty rare that uh, one of us, dad or I, is um, actually turning screws and on a job, but it does happen. Um, we're still a small enough company that if uh, two people aren't here one day, that's that's 20% of my workforce and, I, and I'm, it's going to be an issue. So 
uh, yeah, every now and then I end up on jobs. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm out there just kind of showing and training and, and teaching a little bit about the, the way we do it. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, I haven't been on an install permanently, though, for probably a couple of years. Oh, nice. So, so as uh, you know, the director of sales or vice president of sales, what have, what have been some different ways that you've taken your business uh, to market it? Um, one of the best right now is, is networking. So joining networking groups um, like a BNI or any other uh, industry-specific groups and things in your area. Um, we actually started one. We started an in-home service contractor uh, sort of networking referral group about six years ago. And we've got uh, seven companies in there and they're all small locally family owned businesses and they do different parts of trades that you would use in your home, a painter, an electrician, a plumber, us, uh, roofing and siding. So that kind of thing. And that stuff goes a long way. You know, you put the time into it, you know, it takes, it takes six months, a year or so, uh, of, of actively networking the same groups and the same people. Uh, but eventually it starts to turn into work that's, um, really, really very qualified the leads you're getting and things like that are very good. It's like getting a referral from a friend of yours. Um, so that's probably been one of the biggest as a salesman looking at it. How do I bring leads in, make sure they're qualified, um, and make sure that the time I'm spending to get those leads is justified, you know, because we don't have a lot of time in the day. So, um, that, and then really social Facebook over the last year and a half, just regularly posting. Um, and then we have, uh, we have a company that manages some, some social media content. So they're constantly putting out, you know, like articles and info, uh, like that on our Facebook page. So it's constantly getting things put out there and we put before and after of jobs and things like that. And I, I really feel like the, the website, and social media has picked up a lot in the last two years for us basically because of the focus on it, continuing to work on it and focus on it. And it's starting to pay dividends. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, you know, I always tell people that, especially like with SEO, uh, you know, and, and stuff with Google, it's really, um, more of a long-term play. You know, you might not see immediate results with, uh, like with website stuff or, um, with even with Facebook until you build that, you know, those several, those several touch points with your, um, users. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's more on the organic side. And then you get your, like your paid advertising, which is more of a instant type of lead. Um, so, um, are you guys a, it says on your website that you're carrier factory authorized dealer. Do you also do like? Do you also install other brands, or are you just exclusively uh, service carrier products? Uh, for ducted equipment, I sell only carrier. Okay. Um, we also sell Mitsubishi, which is the ductless units you've probably seen hanging up on someone's wall or in a restaurant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sell Mitsubishi as far as that goes because we think they're the best uh, at it. Uh, we service all brands. But uh, as far as who I'm tied to, who I'm married to, essentially, is Carrier and Mitsubishi. So does Carrier have a co-op program or anything for marketing? I know Trainer does. A, yeah, they all do. Uh, all the menu, Well, most of the manufacturers do. I can't say all of them. I don't know. But uh, Carrier definitely does. They, they run a co-op, and then you can choose what to do with those dollars. Sometimes we use them for um, 
training because we have to, to maintain our factory um, position. Basically we have to keep so much training and the guys have to be certified by Nate. And um, so there's a lot we have to are required to do to maintain that professional factory certified uh, backing and carrier and train are, are, are both very, they're quite the sticklers about those things and keeping it to them. So we can use, so anyway, we can use the co-op, uh, for that or for marketing purposes. And then they actually, they'll usually, uh, bump a little bit more if you do it for, with marketing and, you know, you put a carrier, put a carrier logo in there or something, you get a little better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so what have been some ways that you all have, uh, pivoted due to the coronavirus? Um, the main thing that we had to do was uh, first get through the first couple of weeks where everybody thought that they were, they were closing their business forever because you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, once everything calmed down, our, our job is considered essential in pretty much every way. Uh, people need heating and air conditioning, and the only way we can work on it and put it in is to be in your home and be at your house. So essentially from about two weeks out, we implemented uh, you know, face masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and um you know we're very open with people about what's going to happen when we get there uh, and uh, treat their house however they'd like it to be treated as far as the corona and the pandemic goes um internally in the office you know we just don't let people come in anymore yeah <laughs> that, that was pretty easy you know you just lock the front door and say don't come in unless you we open the door yeah. uh the guys were we were we were early on staggering them as they came so that one would come in and then the next and then the next and, and we'd get them out. So just so people weren't crossing paths. Um, but that's, that's relaxed a little bit. Now we can actually get the guys in the shop and do some training and, and work on things. Um, so as far as around the shop, that was all we did. Uh, and then going into people's houses, you just have to be very cautious of what you're doing and, and how they yeah. feel about it and, and things like that. Yeah. So did you notice, um, more business during the pandemic or did it kind of stay about the same? I think that our call count was probably on par, you know, once we got through the initial stages of the beginning of the pandemic, certainly, I mean, our numbers were down overall, like everyone else, yeah. um, as far as the number of calls and installs we got to, however, uh, our, our um, gross revenue was uh, we matched last year somehow. So uh, people were spending money eventually. I think a lot of it is that people ended up there, like you're sitting at your home right now. I don't know if you used to do that all the time, but yeah, more and more really. people are sitting in their, their, their extra space in their home. And um, I think they started to notice all the things about their home. They didn't like, Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I know another, uh, you know, a number of other friends that are contractors and different, you know, painters and, roofing and plumbers and and they all said you know by the beginning of the summer we were slammed and you know doing all kinds of work in people's houses more than normal so i think it balanced out for us in that way you know, we got to be thankful for that um but i we did a lot of like uh, home office adding uh ductless units to them and spaces that were uncomfortable for that didn't matter so much now it's it's important because we're all there we're in the house and it's, we want to be comfortable yeah I've noticed a lot of HVAC companies are beginning to push the uh, the indoor air quality stuff, like the Ream Halo uh, mm -hmm. air purifier or air scrubber. Uh, is that something that y'all are trying to push right now? 
Yeah, it's always been something we offered, but we, we certainly recognize with the climate today. Uh, and again, with people being in their home and moving their, their office to their home, it's, it's actually pretty pretty good idea to do some air purification. The Remy Halo has been third-party tested to proven to uh, kill or reduce SARS and COVID-2 uh, virus. Um, so right now we've got a $200 off deal for Remy Halo installs going until the end of February because we feel like it's gonna, it's a big deal. And, and actually we've had a lot of traction on that. We sold a number of those. Okay, so they did, uh, more people are actually purchasing them now. Yeah, I've sold more this month than I probably sold the last half of last year. Interesting. Has this product been out for a long time or is it kind of something that broke through during this you know, pandemic? No, I mean, the, the halo and the air scrubber and air purification devices have been out for years. I mean, that, you know, these models have actually been on the market for five or six years now, at least. Okay. Um, I think it's just, first of all, companies like me and companies like Remy realize, oh, there's, there must be a need now. And so more people would be interested. And I think that that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. So what are some other ways that you guys have, uh, have kind of, grown the business with marketing over the past few years. I know you said networking groups uh, and then Facebook and uh, the website. Are there, are there any other campaigns you've done recently or in years past that worked exceptionally well that you all saw great success from? Yeah. Uh, we did Angie's list for a while when it first uh, came out, we, we cut ties with Angie's list a little over a year ago. Um, but for the first two or three years, man, it was outstanding quality leads. And um, I really closed a lot of jobs through the Angie's list leads that I got. Uh, so that one was really good, but uh, it, it sort of flipped on us. So it wasn't doing so good and was still very expensive. So we got rid of that. Um, I know a lot of my, I, I know a couple of uh, associates, not, not associates, but people that own other contracting businesses that actually do pretty well with the home advisor and, um, next door and we get yeah. we get some work out of next door but that one you can't do much you know i think that's a neighborhood only you know we don't advertise in there or anything yeah and then word of mouth has always been a big deal for us you know really really working on the customers that we have that like us and and trying to get reviews and referrals from them um has been a big a big deal you know if, if one of your customers sends you to another person usually that's a really solid referral yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah, and you know it's it's interesting because I recently ran a poll on my personal Facebook page, uh, just curious because I you know I I always like to research and find out how people shop for home services, uh, and I I pretty much just said hey if you're looking for home repair where do you go, and I said the options were Home Advisor, Angie's List, Google, uh, Facebook recommendations or other, and almost everybody said that they do other and they just ask a friend or uh, like word of mm -hmm. mouth. And then the next, the next most popular answer was Facebook recommendations. So essentially digital word of mouth, because you can go right. on Facebook and just say, what it, you know? Uh, and then after that was Google. So I've been really interested with the whole home advisor Angie's list thing lately, because I, I Angie's list owns home advisor or it's the other way around. I can't remember, but yeah, I think you're they're, right. They're own they're together. And it seems like there are a lot of contractors out there that still use them and, and give them, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. 
And I just, I, I just wonder, like, at what point in time do you think that maybe Home Advisor and Angie's list will stop being used altogether? You know, I think they'll run their course. I think it's, it's kind of like consumer reports, you know, like 15 years ago, I used to always hear people would be like, oh, yeah, I've looked at consumer reports and I want this system or that. No one ever tells me that anymore. I think it just ran its course. And eventually people realized that, you know, Angie's List now is, uh, it's not what it was. When it first came out and it was uh, people paid for their, their subscription, the customers paid for their subscription, I think it was a much better service. Now, the, now basically the business owners pay and the customers get it for free. And, uh, you know, you get, you just don't, I don't feel like I got the quality referrals. I was just getting any, any Tom, Dick and Sally that, that was interested in heating and air in any way. Um, instead of people that were interested in a quality company doing good work with good backing and, and that. And so that's why we got out. And I think that a lot of guys, when they see that, they'll get out and it'll stop being worthwhile. All right. So uh, as we as we start wrapping up here, uh, if if someone was listening to this and they were just getting started with their their heating and air company, uh, what's some advice that you'd give them for for sales or marketing? Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if you're if if your goal in the business is to be the salesperson, or if you're you know one or two man show and you're doing the whole the whole rigmarole. Um, it's very important to network. And when you're first starting out and you're swamped with all the work and all the phone calls and all the, all the things that are going on, you really can't see through the, the weeds to see how important it is to get out there and take the time to go to these networking meetings. Cause it takes time. It's, it's time out of your day and there's usually follow up things you got to do. And it really is a bit of work. However, like we just said, the word of mouth, when you get in with a networking group and you spend the time and you get to know the people in there, they're generally people that own businesses and have a lot of contacts. And so once you get into these, to a networking group and you do a little bit of work for a couple of the people in the group, all of a sudden you've got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people in the room every week that you talk about what you do with, you become friends with them and you have 50 referral partners out there. Whenever they hear about someone that needs something, they put your name out and that's a word of mouth review referral. And it is so great. So I would say first, Find a BNI or a networking group near you and get involved in it if you're the salesperson or you're responsible for the sales. Second, probably the least expensive and most effective way to do it to do any marketing is social media. Yep. You can go on there for free and you can put a post up about a job you just did or about something that you're passionate about, air purification, or you can put a story up about how you helped uh, you know, some lady with the IAQ in her home or whatever, but it's free, you know, and, or, or very inexpensive to boost the post yeah. and get, and get the kind of traction you pay thousands of dollars for on TV or radio. And, and I think we both know that those aren't really producing anymore. So, no, not really. <laughs> so I would say those two things is focus on your social media content, always post every week, put something up and, um, and network. And those are probably the two, you're going to get the biggest bang for the buck out of those. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great advice, Josh. Thank you so much. Um, is there any, um, anything that you'd like to just promote or any way that people can get a hold of you if they're listening? 
Uh, yeah, well, you can re you can get our, go to our website, airhandlersva.com. Uh, you can request an appointment there. You can um, chat with uh, Kelly or Lindsay. <laughs> they're they're on the little chat box down there, and they'll nice. they can talk with you. Um, and then you could also give us a call, uh, 757-424-4836. You're in Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, uh, Suffolk. We'd love to, we'd love to be the company that you use. Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast. I appreciate it, Eric. Right. Have a great day. You too. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Start your mornings off with marketing. We now have a new show on Instagram only called The Rival Roadshow. It's a show where we cover everything from marketing, van wrap design, operations, and more every morning at 8 a.m. See you then.